Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 394 here on The Daily Grind featuring special guest John Jonas. Today we talk about outsourcing, but not just how to outsource, where to outsource to, and what to look for when hiring a virtual worker. Be sure, as always, everyone, you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back and really dive deep in today's interview with John Jonas. Enjoy. Today's review of the day comes from Ashley McKechie. I love the concept of the show and the guests, tips, etc. Super valuable. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Ashley. If you want to be featured on Review of the Day here, all you have to do is go to iTunes and drop that review. Each person that leaves a review, I like to do a little something special for. So, Ashley, if you're listening to this, just feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to get you a little something something for leaving me the review. Thank you, everyone, so much for the continued support. Whether you have a business or are starting a business, you are going to need a website. I recently have been using Wix to create my brand new site, and it's been super easy and looks so professionally done. Like I said, this is the first site that I've ever created by myself, whereas in the past I've had to pay someone to build it for me. But now I just love how Wix has allowed me to customize it to exactly how I wanted it to look and feel. If you're super creative, you can design it from complete scratch, or if you're more like me, you can start with one of their many templates, which gives you a solid base to build off of. And then from there, everything's automatically optimized to any device, desktop or mobile. Honestly, it's been so easy and anything that you don't know how to do and I didn't know how to do, there's support and videos there to help me. To make this even better, they have built-in SEO, so you don't need to be an expert in SEO to make sure your website gets noticed online, and you don't have to pay someone copious amounts of dollars to do it. Now, of course, I'm not just going to rave about this and not share it with you. So, if you or someone you know wants to create an amazing website, all you have to do is go to wix.com forward slash podcast, where you can get started for 10% off today. Again, Daily Grind listeners, all you have to do is go to wix.com forward slash podcast. That's wix, W-I-X dot com forward slash podcast. Welcome back to episode 394, everyone. As I mentioned, today we sit down with John Jonas. John has helped thousands of entrepreneurs succeed in their business by doing outsourcing differently. He creates and runs onlinejobs.ph, the largest website for finding Filipino virtual workers with over 500,000 Filipino resumes and over 100,000 employers from around the world using it. He works about 17 hours per week choosing to spend his time with his family rather than working. Today, we're going to learn how he did all this. There's so much valuable insight. Again, be sure you have a pen, piece of paper. And without further ado, please meet John Jonas. Well, John Jonas, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you today? I'm doing super well. Thanks for having me. Of course, John. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, John, for people out there being first introduced to you today, if you wouldn't mind just speaking a little bit more as to who you are and what it is that you do. Uh, so I am a dad. I have five kids. Um, I'm a husband. I have, I, have a, I have a really good family that I love. Uh, I am an entrepreneur. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. 
I I run a I run a business with uh, like we we have a job board. It's a marketplace for finding virtual workers in the Philippines, um, okay. which is like a super interesting uh, niche thing that most people don't think about. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What else? Well, <laughs> what else do you want to know about me? <laughs> well, how did you get into you know, being an expert and finding virtual workers in the Philippines. Talk a little bit about that. Talk about your, your journey as to how you discovered this niche. So it was a total accident. <laughs> I, I had tried outsourcing. I mean, this is like 15 years ago. I had tried a whole bunch of different things for outsourcing. I, I was running an online business and you know, like most people, I, I'm working like crazy. And I just needed help. I knew like there's not enough time in the day to get th- get everything done, and I need help. And so I tried, a con- I tried hiring contract workers. I tried hiring freelancers. I tried hiring with Elance.com, which is now Upwork. Okay. Um, I had tried hiring people locally to help me. And so it was just me. And finally, I stumbled into someone gives me some good advice, like try this. This might be different for you. I was like, whatever. Took me two months. I went back and forth. <laughs> someone had told me to hire someone in the Philippines. He gave me a reference to where I could hire someone. I did. Uh, I hired someone full time, and it was the single most liberating experience of my life. Wow. Where uh, anytime I had hired people before, it was to do a specific single thing. This guy's job was to do anything I asked him to do 40 hours a week. And so all of a sudden, I just found myself in a different role in my business for the first time. Um, for the first time I, I was forced to become the CEO and, and give someone else things to do. And he would do the things I gave him to do. And, and it's not that simple. Like I had to teach him how to do stuff of course. and I had to work with him through stuff. But after doing that once, you know, like the very first time you hire someone, you first time you get help, it, there's always like this worry of, do I have enough, to keep him busy, do I? Can he really do good work? Yeah. Um, and and what I found was, oh my gosh, well, there's so much more to do that I had no idea about. That within a couple of months, I hired someone else. And and so from there, like you asked me, how did I become an expert at this? I, I, an expert is is questionable, but because <laughs> um, I'm sure there are people that do this better than me. But I just people started asking me. Cause they were so, it was so good. And my business just started flying. It started taking off once I had the right help, um, that people started asking. So I started teaching, like, here's how I'm doing it. Here's what I did. Here's, here's some things that I know. Here's some things I figured out. And then people started wanting me. I was part of a mastermind group at the time. Okay. And all of these people in this mastermind group had audiences and they were like, dude, you got to teach my audience this. So I started teaching people's audiences. And after about a year, I found like, I've taught thousands of people how to do this. And, yeah. And and I probably had six people at that point because I had I realized like this is so dang good. Um so that's kind of that's kind of my journey towards towards where I am today. That's part of the journey, I guess. Yeah, so. no doubt. Why do you think you found success in outsourcing in the in the Philippines? I mean, you tried so much, you tried locally, you tried you know, people maybe around your city, but why do you think those didn't work out, but the outsourcing in the Philippines did? So I had tried people all over the world. 
and specifically India, because that's the first thing everybody did in 2004, 2005, right? Yes. Um, but I had tried people in the UK and in Australia and locally, and and it just didn't. It, it was all really hard. So there's a specific set of cultural differences that exist in the Philippines that didn't ex- that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. And it's not like one thing that doesn't exist. There's a combination of things that really makes this a different story. So the, the first thing was that I hired them full time. And that that right there makes all the difference in the world. When you hire someone hourly, you don't care if they're busy or not. That's and true. And when you don't care if they're busy, like you give them a task and, and if they finish it, you don't care. Like you get back to answering your dumb emails. If you hire them full time and you're paying them a salary, all of a sudden you care. And if they're not busy, then like you have to take time away from your dumb emails to work on your business. And this was the first time I ever worked on my business rather than in my business was I had to give this dude something to do. And, and so that right there was a really big deal. And you could accomplish that elsewhere in the world. So here's what I found with the Philippines. Number one, they're honest, like honest to the point where my guys have the guys that work for me in the Philippines have my credit cards. They have access to my personal email. Um, they have access to all of our servers that I give them every wow. And, and that didn't happen overnight. It took some time, but then I started to realize like, I would trust every one of these people with this stuff. There's not one of them that I've hired. I have 26 people that work for me today. There's not one of them that I wouldn't give access to my personal email. You know, um, they don't have access to my PayPal account or that's not true. Cause I don't pay them with PayPal anymore. Um, but like, that's the one thing that I haven't given them access to because then they wouldn't know how much each other made. Got you. And, but other than that, like I have given them access to my PayPal account, just a different one that I was using to pay them with. Uh, like they're not going to steal, they're not going to steal stuff. Right. Um, they're very loyal and this makes a big difference from the Philippines versus the rest of the world where like people worry, Oh, you hire someone in the first job offer they get that makes more money. They're going to jump ship. That's not the case in the Philippines. What that means is what you're, what you can afford with this person, which, you know, that like their cost, the cost to hire someone, I'll just give this really quick. Yep. Um, 26 full-time people, they make between 400 and $1,500 a month for full-time work. And unlike the low end, I have like an admin person, like your data entry or you're, you're answering maybe customer emails on the high end. I have like a high end Facebook ads person or really, really good programmers or really good designers, stuff like that. Wow. And then everything in between, like content writers and social media people and um, uh, data analysts and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so what what you find is because they're loyal, you can you can afford to teach them things that you would never teach someone else. You would never teach an hourly person how to filter your personal email so that your day goes easier, so that you're more effective throughout the day. Right. Because that hourly person is only going to be with you for six or eight months or maybe 15 months. And the pain of teaching something like that is just too high. True. We're like, I can teach someone. He's been with me for 15 years and he'll be with me until I let him go. Uh, that and that's that's like the loyalty thing in the Philippines. So there's is that is that like culturally with people in the Philippines or just loyal people? Sorry, say that again. Is that just something that's cultural, like with people in the Philippines? They're just loyal people to start with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Culturally. So 
like, and it's almost to a fault of theirs. Like they get, I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. Um, one time, one of my guys gets a job in Singapore. This is the Filipino dream. They get a job overseas, right? Okay. I was paying him $500 a month. He gets a job making $2,500 a month in Singapore. And he says, sir, this is my dream. It's always been my dream. I'm going to take, but don't worry, sir. I'll continue to work for you part-time at the rate you're currently paying me. Like, you're going to go make five times and you're going to work for me part-time making $250 a month now. Wow. Yes, I am. Yeah. That's, that's their loyalty, right? Um, and as a, as a startup or a small business owner, that loyalty, the, the, the lack of turnover makes all the difference in the world because I suck at creating like standard operating procedures, you know, like I, yeah. I, I hate it. And I don't want to, I don't want to have to create this thing. That's what prevented me from hiring better in the beginning was like, Oh, if I hire this person, I have to create a standard operating procedure first. And that's painful. <laughs> and I have this email to answer. And so I, 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 I never get to it. Right. Well, I learned that I could do it the opposite way. I could hire someone and then give them tasks and give them a little bit of training. And when they mess up, it's okay. It didn't cost me that much in the first place. And then second, I can now go back and teach it to them again and give them a little bit of feedback and modify it because they're going to work for me for a really long time. So it's okay to teach them over time and not have a standard operating procedure. So that made a big difference. There's a couple of cultural things that like, uh, they speak American English, so you'll never have a communication issue. Um, they wow. are, are loyal. Well, I said that they're hardworking. Uh, like they're a pleasing culture just by nature. So they want to make you happy. They want to work hard. And they're not entrepreneurial. Like they don't want to steal your business. They don't want to steal your ideas. They don't want to steal your domain. They don't want to steal whatever it is. They just want a job. Yeah. And so you kind of combine all these things together and it makes a really good situation when you hire someone full time to where they want to make your business succeed because their job depends on it. And if you treat them well, and that's a really big key here is if you treat them well, they'll work for you for a long time. And the more you teach them, the more they know, and the more they'll kind of synthesize other information and, and the better they get. So like that first person I hired who still works for me today, 15 years later, the guy's amazing today. I can ask him to do anything and he'll get it done. That's incredible. And that, yeah, it wasn't the case in the beginning, but now, and, and I have lots of people like that now. So yeah, it's, it's very different. So the minute you discovered this and you'll know, say for your business, you stepped out of the day to day and you turned into more of the CEO, you took over that role by doing that. What did you have to learn stepping into that position? Cause you went from doing everything to now you have people doing the mundane tasks that need to be done. What did you learn about what it really takes to grow a business when you stepped into that role? So, let me rephrase this because there wasn't a moment there wasn't there wasn't like an instant where i changed this was a super long gradual process gotcha where like i hired this guy and and i got one thing off of my plate um like i i i gave him one task that i was currently doing and he started doing it and and i was able to focus on making sales instead of focus on writing articles or whatever it was, right? Yeah. And, and so that was a big deal, uh, which from that point I remember learning to make sales was a really big deal. I, and I think that's where a lot of 
small business owners or entrepreneurs lack is like you have to sell this thing that you're that you're doing um and until you can kind of clear your brain selling it is it's hard you know Mm -hmm. um and that that was a that was a really big deal for me from there some of the other things that i learned were kind of like I always wanted to delegate stuff, but how to delegate it, like the, I needed the technical details of that, you know? So learning to use a, a screen capture system made a really big difference for me in being able to make this transition, like discovering Jing at the time, where like I could open it up and it would, it would record my screen and my voice and I could talk through a process. Yeah. And then at the end, I just clicked a button and it, it uploaded it to a server and I just had to send them the URL, which happened instantly. Um, that made a huge difference towards like, Oh, I can teach you whatever I want. And then I could focus on better things. Um, once I figured out like how to teach better. Gotcha. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no doubt. What do you feel like? Cause obviously you speak to other business owners and people like, who you were say 15 years ago in that setting. What do you think are the biggest hesitations when it comes to people starting to inquire about outsourcing their work and using people from the Philippines? What, what are the biggest, um, I don't want to say excuses, but what are the biggest sticking points for people when they first learn about this? Yeah. So the first thing is I don't have enough, I don't have the time to hire someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly why you need to hire someone. Exactly. Yeah. And and the, <laughs> I mean, this yeah. is like this is this is the cat in the mouth. This is the the chicken and the egg, right? Because I don't have the time. Well, that's why you need to do it. So here's what I tell people: like, this is my best advice for how are you going to succeed with this? Go find something that you know how to do that you're doing in your business that you could teach someone else. Like, find one thing that you think you could teach someone else to do. And realize, okay, I'm working 50 hours. I'm going to spend five hours hiring this person, recruiting and hiring. I'm going to work 55 hours this first week. The next week, I'm going to work 10 more hours. I'm going to work 60 hours the next week, just teaching them. The next week, I'm going to work 55 hours. The next week, I'm going to work 45 hours. It's going to take like a month of you doing more work, but you're going to teach them to do something you're currently doing and get some time back in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's like the biggest sticking point is I don't have time. The second, the second sticking point is what if I don't find a good person? How do I, how do I find a good person? And, and if, and we can go through that if you want, I can go through a, like my interview process, my weeding out process for finding good people. I, okay. I'm about like 80% with this. Um, so here's, here's the, the wrong way to do this is to go on to onlinejobs.ph and, and find the one like you're, Oh, I found this guy. He has all the skills I want. I'm going to hire him. You're not going to hire him. <laughs> um, he, he already has a job. And like I said, Filipinos are really loyal. And if he has a job and you contact him, chances of him not responding to you are reasonable. That's just how Filipinos roll. Um, so the better way to do it is to cast a wide net and either contact 20 people or post a job. And let them contact you. Anybody who you post a job and they contact you, you know they're looking for work, right? Yeah. So 
they've contacted you, um, depending on what you're looking for, like if you post a job doing data entry, you're gonna get 400 applications, which obviously is too many. Um, if you post a job for a programmer, you'll get you know 30 applications, which is way more reasonable. So you gotta do things to like manage the application process. So the very first thing I'll tell you to do is, in your job post, include some technical detail that they need to do in their application. Because a lot of people won't read your, your application and they'll just send you a form letter, which makes me so mad. But um, So ask them to include like a word in their subject. Like include the word, uh, I'm just looking at stuff, like Dell computer or include the word designer123 in, in the subject. That way, any anything, any application that doesn't have that in it, you can just discard it immediately. That's smart. Yep. Right. So now you've whittled it down to people that are paying attention. Right. So next step, don't do a Skype interview. That's like the first thing everybody wants to do. And why is, is a that? Skype interview. So in the Philippines, culturally, they call it shyness. They're shy, and. Really what it is is they don't want to let you down. They don't want to disappoint you. And and they fear that if you get on a Skype if they get on a Skype interview with you that you may not understand them or got you. You're going to be disappointed in their surroundings and their house or or they may not have a camera or they may not have a microphone, yeah. you know? Like things like that. So here if you if you insist on doing a Skype interview, here's what's going to happen. You'll get 10 applications. You'll insist on doing a Skype interview. Five of them will be willing to schedule the interview. Uh, so you just lost five of them who aren't willing to schedule it because they know they're not going to show up. Yeah. Of those five who schedule, one or two will show up. And so you just lost three or four others. Uh, if you don't need a voice, if you don't need voice for this job position, you just lost eight potentially really good candidates and got two who are comfortable with Skype who may not be the best candidates, right? Yeah. So skip the Skype interview. Here's what I do. I do an email interview process. And, and this isn't the only way to do this, but this is my way. So I will send, um, so now, so now you, you've had the applications, you've started communicating with 10, 20, 30 of them, right? Um, so I will now send those people emails with two, three, four questions in each email. And I'll send them five or 10 emails like that. And I'll just communicate with them back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And what I find is I get to see a whole bunch of really important things in a remote working relationship. Number one, uh, how long does it take you to respond? If it takes you three days to respond during the interview process, the chances of you taking three days to respond after I've hired you are pretty high. And that true. doesn't work Super in, true. in a virtual working environment, right? I get to see your attention to detail. If you only answer three of four questions, in an email, the chances of you only doing three of four tasks that I give you are really high and that doesn't work for me, right? Yep. Uh, I get to see your personality pretty well when I've, when we've gone back and forth on a bunch of, a bunch of questions. I get to see your uh, attention to detail. I get to see your English skills. Like how well do you understand English? How well do you understand English slang? Do they respond with slang? You know, stuff like that. So what I've always found is, and I've, I've done this couple dozen times, uh, I get a really good feeling for who I want to hire during this process. And, and usually who I want to hire is, is right. Um, 
after I've gone through this. So like I just this last week, I w- I've been going through this interview process. I want to hire someone to publish a book. And I have this person that's taken three days to respond uh, two different times. And I'm like, I'm done. You're done. You know, like I, I, I'm done interviewing you because this isn't going to work for me. Right. Yep. So that's that's my interview process. And I always whittle it down to like one or two or three people. And in the end, if, if I can't decide between two or three people, then I'll give them a task. Like, here's this task. I'm, I'm just letting you know I'm going to do this with three different people. I'm going to pay you for it. Here's how much I'm going to pay you. Whether I hire you or not, I'm going to pay you. Go do this thing. And then I'll pick the best one. That makes so much so. sense. What, what, during that interview process, just to, out of pure curiosity, what type of questions are you asking? Are you asking stuff that's, you know, really thought-provoking, or is it just simple things? And and what in the your goal it's both. is it's okay. So I'll do like, um, you know, like tell me your experience. Okay, that's fine. But I'll ask like, where do you live? Uh, who do you live with? Are you married? Do you live with your parents? How many kids do you have? Uh, send me a picture of a pink Cadillac in this. So uh, I'll ask a whole bunch of things that are just to add questions, just to see if they answer. And I want to see how they answer. So like the pink Cadillac question, um, you'll get, I'll, I'll ask that specific question. Attach a picture of a pink Cadillac to this, to your response, please. I'll get one of three things. One, they ignore it. That's not a good sign. <laughs> Two, they attach a picture of a pink Cadillac. Great. Okay. You followed my instructions. Three, they question it. Um, like, why this is a weird request. Why did you ask me this pic attach this picture of a pink Cadillac? Like if they do that, then I know that they're comfortable standing up for something and saying, saying, Hey, this is weird. What you're doing here is weird. Gotcha. Right. I love that. Um, I'll ask. Oh, so you, you like, like when me, they do that? Yes. It, specifically with the Philippines culture. Gotcha. Right. That's a good, it's a really good sign. Um, I'll ask, tell me a, a problem you've had with this thing that we've done and how did you solve it? Um, tell me why I should hire you versus these other six people. I don't want to hear you're hardworking and dependable and blah, blah. And, and I'll say that. Uh, you know, give me a good answer. Why? Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll ask probably 20 different questions like that. Some of them are super basic. Some of them are detailed. Some are thought-provoking. And... And that, that's really how I get like the full, the full gamut of, of responses. Yeah, very interesting. For you personally, um, what are some things you do on a daily basis, whether they're, they're habits that you have every single day, but things that help you stay on task, get things done throughout the day, and ensure that you're taking one step forward? So- this isn't a really fair question because I'm 15 years into this and someone starting out isn't going to have the same experience, but... Or you can even rewind then. Go 15 years no, ago so, or well, maybe so 10 let me years tell you ago. Where, where you're looking to get, right? At work, when I sit in front of my... I only work like 15 to 17 hours a week. Um, there's only one thing I do when I work and that's think. Um I don't ever touch anything. I don't touch a website. I don't touch social media. I don't touch content. I don't touch, I don't touch anything. The only thing I do is think and tell other people what to do. Um, like I solve problems. I think through processes. I give instructions. 
That's the only thing I do now. Um, in the beginning, that that wasn't that wasn't the case. But that's what I found is the most important thing. That's like the piece that a lot of people aren't willing to do. Like, oh, if you just tell me step by step what to do here, then I, then I can build my business. That's not how building a business works. Like, you got to be willing to think through hard crap in order to build a business. Um, like, I'll find people that are like, oh, I just want someone to build a website. Well, that there's no such thing as build a website. Like, what? What kind of a website? What do you want on your website? What's the purpose of your website? What is it going to do? How's it, how are you going to accomplish this? Right? This is one of the things that, that ClickFunnels has done so stinking well with is they narrowed it down to building a website. It's not a website. It's a funnel, right? True, 100%. Um, and, and so like any process is like that. You have to be willing to think through it. And then you don't have to do the work. you got to get someone else to do the work. Or you could do the work, but you got to be willing to think through it. Um, so outside of that, there are some things that keep me going on a daily basis. Um, one, I exercise almost every single day, uh, two, I may, I, I'm a religious person. I feed my spirit every day. I say prayers. I do, I read scriptures. I do those things every day. And I find that if, if I nourish my spirit along with my mind and my body, I'm a lot more effective when I'm working. Mm. Um, let's see. The other thing I've been trying to do recently is every day, there's always garbage, man. There's always email and there's always crap that people want from you, right? <laughs> every day, I'm going to set aside some time and get something productive done in my business. And that productive may be like doing a podcast interview. Or that productive may be writing uh, a sales script, writing something, writing a sales page. It might be like improving our frequently asked questions. It may be setting up a process so we better do social media. Whatever it is, I'm going to do one thing each day that builds the business. And if the only thing I do today is just crappy email, then I'm not getting very far. Yeah. Right? I think so many people get in that cycle. Of they think that emails work. Yeah. Yeah. It's garbage. It is. At least for me. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's I think it's super impactful too how just setting that intention of doing one thing that's going to help you out in your business now or in the future is super important. I think so many of us think we need to do fifty things. Um and by doing fifty things we get nothing done. <laughs> yeah, right, totally. Yeah, start to finish. Um, this is awesome, John. For people out there who want to connect with you, learn more about what you do, who want to you know reach out and who need to hire somebody in their business and they're looking at this and saying, this is exactly what I need, where's the best place they can go? So my website is onlinejobs.ph, uh, which is, it's just a marketplace. Like it's just a job board for finding workers. Like I, I said, you're going to post a job. You're going to contact them directly. We don't mark up people's salaries. We don't We don't take a cut, whatever. Uh, and if, so if you want to contact me, that's the best way is either use the contact us link. You use the contact us link at onlinejobs.ph and ask for me. Obviously, it doesn't come to me at first. But if you ask for me, uh, they know to send it right to me. And I'll respond to you. Um, you could also try me on Facebook, but I... Try not to see Facebook because I feel like it's just a time suck. Um, 
I don't get on LinkedIn or Instagram. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very careful with my time. That's how, that's part of the reason of how I work 15 to 17 hours a week. Of course. And run a seven figure biz- business. So, well, so you got to do, you got to get purposeful for what you want and allocate your time effectively. And that's what you've done. Everyone be sure you go to onlinejobs.ph. If you want to connect with jo- uh, John directly, go to the contact form, ask for him. Um, it will funnel through and get back to him. Now, John, the way we end the show here on The Daily Grind is we're going to give you the floor and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So one thing or one thought that you want the audience to go home with today. Yeah, this doesn't work for everybody, what we talked about. Like hiring people in the Philippines doesn't work for everybody, but you don't know until you try. Like it it got me my life back and I've seen I've seen thousands of employers of uh, not even employers, just entrepreneurs, really. Thousands of entrepreneurs get time back in their lives by hiring people in the Philippines, but you have to try it to see if it'll work for you because it doesn't work for everybody. But if it does work, dang, it changes your life. So. Uh, absolutely. Love that. And as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today being purposeful with your time. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we have the chance to speak with the outsourcing king. Can I call you the outsourcing king, John? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll do the outsourcing king, John Jonas. John, thanks so much for taking time out of your schedule and coming on the show here with us. Thanks for having me. This has been good. Pleasure is all mine. Everyone, if you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Drop us a comment. Let us know what you liked. Also, share this out with a friend. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.